My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to encourage and equip you with the tools to build a winning mindset so you can build your winning life. Text PODCAST to 972-945-9113 to join our Morning Motivation Club and visit CompeteEveryday.com for past podcast episodes and to learn more about our resources and gear for ambitious people who are ready to start winning. Welcome to the show. Competitor Nation, you are in for a treat today. Good morning. It's Jake, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and today I'm getting to sit down with the real-life version of Wendy Rhodes. For those of you that have watched or were obsessed with the TV show Billions, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But the real-life version's name is Tara Miller, and she is even more of a rock star than Wendy's character is on Billions. She is a psychotherapist, she is a mental performance coach, and she works with individuals, business leaders, all around mindset, but comes at it from a very different direction. And we talked today about how our nervous system impacts how we show up. It impacts our physical body. It impacts our performance as leaders. It impacts our ability to live our best life. As Tara says, she is not a life coach. She is not a business coach. She is not here to replace somebody's one-on-one professional counseling. But what she is here to do is help people find control of their nervous system and how the stresses in our life influence our nervous system, which influence our ability to do anything else. And so it's a really fun conversation and a style and topics that we've never talked about here on the show before. And I think you're going to get an absolute joy from listening to, as well as some things that you can start implementing immediately to build your awareness around how your nervous system is doing And what are some things you can start doing to improve it so that you have the ability to ramp up when you need to and decompress when you need to without the outside help of of stimulants, of decompressants, of substances, of alcohol, anything like that. So strap in. Today is a phenomenal conversation with Tara Miller that I'm really excited to be able to introduce you to. Before we bring Tara onto the show, I want to give you a heads up on two very important things. The first of which is our leadership cohort. All you have to do is head on over to competitornation.com if you're looking for ways to connect with other leaders to build your network and most importantly, to understand ways you can better lead at work and lead yourself in life outside of it. We do coaching calls twice a month inside the cohort where we talk about mental performance for ourselves. How do we improve our self-talk? How do we build more discipline into our lives? How do we create sustainable habits? Things that are going to help us in how we show up as our best self. And then our second call every month is all around how do we lead others? How do we help our teams follow through on programs? How do we help them get out of busy work into doing better work? How do we tell the difference between managing our people, coaching our people, the things that you need to succeed in your professional life, or if you're just now starting into those leadership positions, just help you get your head above water. We know a ton of people are incredibly talented at leading, but they haven't been trained to excel in that role. And so what we want to do is help you every month with two live coaching calls to bring and become your best self to everything you do, as well as understand ways you can better lead and influence the people you work with every day. So all you got to do to join, head on over to competitornation.com. Join us. We have a free app. You can download it on your phone. You can hang out with us there. Uh, It's a great place. And I've really, really enjoyed all the conversations I've had with our leaders who have been there. 
been engaged and been active on all of our coaching calls. The second announcement I've got for you is we have a really fun shirt dropping next week. Now, this one I'm going to tease a little bit uh, because it's all about squats, low, standards, high, but it is inspired by my boy Huck, my boxer that passed away just over two years ago who I still love and miss every day. And so our a team did an incredible job of bringing not only some of his spirit to life, but creating a just awesome new shirt that drops next week. So to find out, to be one of the first ones to grab it, make sure you're in the Morning Text Club, make sure you're in the Facebook group, or make sure you're on our email list. You'll get early access, but this new shirt is dropping all around being part of the Competitor Fitness Club, and we're donating a portion of all proceeds to a local dog rescue camp that I have worked with, been around. Uh, They've actually helped facilitate a couple of our dogs that we have now that they've rescued from mills, and they do some incredible work. So shout out to Lone Star Dog Ranch and Rescue. We are going to take a portion of all proceeds and donate to them because they've been so incredibly grateful introducing us to sugar, to donut, to biscuit, and I want to pay some tribute and love back to them to honor my boy Huck with this new design that I think you're absolutely going to love. So be on the email list in the group or on the text club, and you'll find out next week when you can get your hands on this new drop. Join our leadership cohort at competitornation.com if you're wanting a way to take up your own mental game or how you lead others. And now let's get into the goods. I'm excited to welcome to the show, Tara Miller. Thanks for having me. So I have to ask, because your website says, I'm not a life coach, I'm not a business coach, I am a mental performance coach, but you're also a psychotherapist as well. And so talk to me what exactly a psychotherapist is, uh, because I my mind immediately goes to like Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> when, I think, <laughs> when I think that, and I know that's obviously not it. So uh, educate me a little bit on why you're very specific that I'm not a business coach, not a life coach, but I do focus in this area as a psychotherapist. Right. So my training in and background in the last 12 years has included most of that time in private practice as a psychotherapist, which means people will come to me for their mental health issues, primarily trauma. So I was trained specifically as a trauma therapist. I opened a broad practice to work in psychotherapy and uh, with the pandemic happening, I shut that practice down and shifted my focus. But um, the way I work is very different than a life coach or a business coach. There are great professionals for those specifics, and that's not me. I'm very particular about the way that I work and and how it's a really good foundation for everything else that people want to do on top of that. I love that. Well, and a lot of, I know what you talk about, and, and especially when you look at kind of your website, uh, you one of the things I love on your bio is nervous system ninja. And when I start talking to nervous system, I'm thinking like nerves, pain, shooting bolts, like as somebody who gets uh, dry needling for injuries, I think of like my nervous system responding immediately when that needle needle hits the right spot, but there's so much more to that, and especially when it comes to our mental performance space. So one, I'm intrigued, like what about the nervous system and that angle? Because you are probably the only person who I know like openly talks about it as that, as a ninja. Um, and so I'm curious <laughs> what drew you to at least that angle or approaching the conversations from that angle? 
The nervous system piece is, is I stumbled onto it after I had my own trauma and my body wasn't healing. So my mental emotional state felt okay, but my body wasn't healing from this accident the way they anticipated. And I happened to, through a physiotherapist, meet a, a psychotherapist that happened to be the co-founder and creator of self-regulation therapy. And in that process, I learned uh, about the nervous system, which is how it responds to being overwhelmed, how it responds to trauma, how we don't heal trauma by talking about trauma, how we heal trauma and overwhelm is by regulating the nervous system. The nervous system being your mind and body connected in that constant feedback loop continuously. And so it's really that focus on the animal brain, the part that's unconscious, keeping us alive, but really running the show. And when we learn how to tap into that, the possibilities for healing, for performance, recovery, resilience, all of those things is more to a potential that we can realize and control. So the nervous system piece that I work with in the performance work borrows from the same science of how we respond in fight or flight and recovery and these cycles on a continuous basis and how we can um, optimize those by learning their language and learning to really manipulate our own nervous system for our own goals. Let me ask you, you mentioned the animal brain and I've heard various definitions of this. I've heard uh, Seth Godin talks about the lizard brain, <laughs> but when I, when I hear animal brain, I immediately am thinking our fight or flight response and That's how right. our body responds. Is that exactly what you're talking about? Is that immediate instinctual reaction of like stay or run? That's right. So the nervous system is, is going into what we know as sympathetic arousal, which is fight or flight responses coming from what I call it our primal brain, because I like the word so much, but it really is that instinctive. It's its only job is to keep us alive. It's unconscious. It doesn't respect you know, time or thoughts or emotions. It's just there to keep us alive. And it's very simple that way, but it initiates fight or flight or freeze in response to not just trauma and life-threatening situations, but anything that overwhelms us. And then it also has the, the counterbalance built in, which is parasympathetic in the rest and digest. So it does this on its own, but in our life and in our um, modern society, we often get stuck in the cycle isn't this smooth completion. We often get stuck in these heightened states of sympathetic arousal, which depletes our resilience, depletes our healing, and it changes the way that the rest of our brain and our body actually functions. So that nervous system piece is the reptilian brain. It is the primal brain, the animal brain. Um, it trumps everything. And so to start understanding, it means we can have advantage over the rest of the parts of our brain, but also multiple areas of life. Do you find it interesting or do you find pushback from, you know, we think about this thousands and thousands of years, humans, the fight or flight response has literally kept us alive. We are here because our ancestors were pretty good at it uh, to at least get to the point where they could reproduce and get to our point. But now we have a lot of that same response, obviously in different settings. We have it walking into a networking event or having to give a talk in front of our teams. We start feeling some of these same things that we would have almost hunting, you know, prey in, in the woods, mm -hmm. in the wilderness. So is there pushback of like, well, this is just the way I'm programmed. I can't change it. Almost like that fixed mindset belief system matching up against what 
biologically our bodies are kind of programmed for. Um, do you do you get a lot of resistance from that? And then how do you almost combat that with the knowledge of like we can change our belief system and we can also change how our brains respond in these situations, despite what may feel quote unquote natural to us. Right. So sometimes the pushback that I'll get is that people still think that their thinking minds are really the ones running the show. And really, they're the ones making meaning out of the other parts of the show that are already running, right? So that ego gets in the way. And that's where I get some pushback. When I explain the science of how the nervous system is wired up, how if we were only responding to true life or death situations, it's so brilliant for us, but it has not adapted to the way that we live. And so it's it's kind of burning itself out, going up and down all day long. And that we're, our minds are so easily to manipulate um, that when we learn how to manipulate our own mind and influence our nervous system so that it revs up when we want it to and it calms down when we want it to, um, a few examples of that and the pushback stops because people understand because they experience it in the moment of of what's happening. So there is some pushback in, well, I can just think my way out of this, but you can influence to a certain degree with your thoughts, but this is a much more efficient way of, it's kind of like the root cause of all the things. Okay. Okay. So that that's interesting. So talk to me, let's, let's flash forward to like today. A lot of our leaders or a lot of our listeners are leaders. They're, uh, you know, mid, mid-level managers, they're C-suite, they're running a company, they own a small business. They are maybe aware of some of these stressors on their nervous system. Um, a lot of our folks are active, so they're working out to push their body in order to better build themselves physically so they can show up more uh, present with their teams. But there's a big piece to the mental game of this and how our nervous system affects our mindset, um, affects our thought process, our energy levels. Just to your point, you had this trauma that was influencing your body's ability despite your mindset being there. So flipping the reverse, people that their bodies are there, but the mindset, there's still there's still blocks, there's still trauma, there's still things going on. Mm-hmm. How do we start to even be aware of that? Because like with our body, like we know, man, I'm not recovering. Uh, I'm not doing this. But mentally, sometimes I think it's hard for us to be aware of where we're stuck versus having this limiting belief that this is just how it is for everybody. Right. So interestingly enough, the language of the nervous system is through our senses. So every thought has a corresponding physiological reaction. We're usually just not paying attention to it. Um, We can change our physiology with our mindset. A really easy example is if uh, I'm a dog lover, if people love their animals, can you remember the first pet you ever got? And can can you think about something quirky that pet did or something that you love so much about that dog or imagining that dog's face. And as people think about that, if I interrupt them in that moment, as they're telling me that, and I say, what do you notice right now? They might tell me a thought or a memory or an emotion, but what I'm interested in is what do you notice in your body in this moment? As you tell me about that moment, their physiology will have changed because their memory, their thoughts, they're talking about this positive experience is actually changing their biology. So what's probably happening is their tone of of color in their face has changed. Their posture has probably changed. There's something about 
their breathing that has changed. As they start to become aware of their own physical changes, they quickly see how one thought um, that I have just asked a question about has changed their whole biology. Consequently, and this is where most people get stuck, if I say, do you remember the day that you had to say goodbye to that dog? And everybody can remember that moment and people will come to tears and everything in their biology shifts with that one question. It didn't happen right now. It happened back then. We just brought it into this moment. If I ask you what you notice in your body in this moment, your nervous system is giving you messages about the state of your nervous system in the positive as well in the negative. So that example, it shows how quickly we can manipulate our actual biology, our neurochemistry, um, our posture, our emotions, our thoughts based on um, one question, one piece of content, but the cues and the messages on the state of your nervous system are in the felt sense. They're in what you're feeling and noticing in your physical body. So we use those messages to help people connect to what state am I in right now based on the cues from my body? And then is that the state that I need to be in? If I need to be in a performance state, how can I use my thoughts, the things I'm talking about, or my references to get my biology to match the mental state that I wanna be in? So we use the body to impact the mind and the mind to impact the body uh, to where we wanna be, not just where we go on autopilot, but to the state that we actually wanna be in, whether it's performance or recovery or empathy or any other um, known state. So part of that is just helping people connect with what's happening in their body based on what's going on in their mind and then feeding it back to them um, so that they can get a sense of knowing that they have more control over that than just going on the autopilot. So two things immediately come to mind as you talk about that. The first is I did a, a shoot years ago when I was starting to speak with a photographer and prior to it, she had us write down like specific moments and memories. So like for me, we, I was thinking about, uh, one of our dogs, um, and she had recently kind of passed, but it was like, what's a great memory of her. And it was, it was interesting because she would ask questions, trying to get your face to respond where your thoughts are immediately start going and your body just instinctively responds to it. And so, mm -hmm. as you said that, that was like where my mind immediately went back to the other thing that, that stood out is in, a, I imagine it's along the same lines of uh, Amy Cuddy's work with presence and how our body posture and language, like the wonder woman, Superman pose changes parts of our mindset and confidence levels in that same regard of changing something physically starts to impact our mindset. Whereas just the same thinking certain thoughts, having that memory of our dogs and my first mm -hmm. one was fireball. And I'm already thinking like that of changes some of that biology as well. And I would imagine it goes both ways. And so there are ways to manipulate it both ways, if that's right. That's right. We usually focus on because we're really trying to get connected to that primal brain. Mm -hmm. So the less you're overriding gross motor skills. So if you imagine the perfect fight versus, you know, shadow boxing, it's actually better for um, establishing the neural pathways for the muscle movement following. So 
you can do it both ways, but we find it's most effective to do as much as you can connected to the sensations of your body and in your imagination. And that, because you can imagine something perfectly, even if your body can't do it perfectly. So let's kind of bring some of this home as well. Like for a small business owner or for a coach or a leader, like why is this so incredibly important to their ability to lead of being this in touch with what's going on mentally versus like, I got to focus on bills. I got to focus on getting our payroll. I got to have my people like they're focused heavily on external outcomes. Why does this matter so much or is so important to benefiting those other areas? Right. Because in that role and in many of these high performance roles, the demands of you to be multiple kind of, um, servants to to so many different things all at once um, that agility is part of what's going to make you the most successful and your ability to be resilient as you put on all these different hats and take on all these different states to have feel like you have control of that and to feel like you can respond in a way that's not going to overtax your system where you know how to recover at the end of it also means that you're going to have longevity in the business. So there's a couple of things. It's one of the things it's just for your own health, being able to know today I need to be in this state. I need to be in a performance state. I need to be in this type A state and I know how to get myself in there. And at the end of it, I'm tuned in enough and I've practiced enough, I can bring myself down into recovery so that I can do it all again the next day versus this type A personalities often. And sometimes they'll boast about, I just stay in the state. I just rev all burners up all day long. (laughs) That does have an endpoint. And it does have an endpoint, if not in some of the stages of burnout we see in terms of transitioning into a home life where maybe you need to be half burnered or no burners, um, or even just in the sense of our nervous system being contagious. If you're really aggressive in a performance state all day long, other people might not see you as being trustworthy or safe. Their nervous system might interpret that you're a predator in some way. So it's that ability to recognize who you are and the state that you need to be in, be able to go there, be able to bring yourself down into recovery and then start off again. And and instead of going on autopilot and being reactive, you get to choose um, with that level of control that a lot of leaders really like also, which is I get to choose to be in this state. I need to know I, I need to rev up today or I can pull back today and put the brakes on today. I get to calibrate and kind of tune my nervous system to get the outcomes I want not just in my business with the bottom line, but with my relationships, with getting new business, with putting my energy out there the right way, and then with being who I need to be in my private life also. Do you think part of uh, maybe our inability or struggle to be aware of that or to be able to damper that up and down is what leads individuals to you know, relationships with alcohol or substances or finding other outlets to try to quote decompress because they don't know how to bring themselves down that they're looking for outside, uh, I would say depression, uh, depressants to bring them down off of that or stimulants to ramp them up versus being able to more internally control that. Absolutely. Because if you're in Um, If your nervous system is dysregulated, it's stuck in heightened uh, awareness or it's it's depressed in into, you know, below parasympathetic for too long and you're not able to produce. I mean, the over overall with that, 
um, you're always going to be looking for homeostasis on some level. You're going to be looking for like, I need to feel different. And if you can't get yourself there, you're going to look for something that's going to help you get there. So it's an, it's an easy, fast switch to, you know, have whiskey at the end of the day to kind of bring yourself down, but it's not sustainable. And it never builds that muscle of, of training your nervous system so that you train it, you practice it, and it becomes who you are, that you just have this natural ability to, um, you know, flux and flow with what you need in your life. Let me ask you, so uh, for those listening who are now engaging in the internal self-talk and dialogue of like, is that me? I'm not sure if it's that me. I mean, what is a really good litmus test for someone listening to to kind of get a gauge of where they might be with their ability to damper or lack thereof to at least start the road of exploring, like, how do I actually get better with this? Which I know this is work you do as well with individuals that I definitely want to touch on in a minute, but for someone kind of questioning, do I need to start this? Do I not? How do they understand that? Or how do they determine that within themselves? Typically, people will notice that they're dysregulated because of the symptoms, the symptoms, which is your nervous system has filled up beyond capacity and is overflowing. And the symptoms are uh, inability to sleep, racing, intrusive thoughts, um, overreactivity, emotional numbness, headaches, insomnia, gastrointestinal uh, distress, uh, poor recovery. Um, having trouble focusing, not being able to go into flow state, you know, there's, so all of these things that we try often to kind of hack or behavior our way or habit stack our way out of this, we just need to be more disciplined so that (laughs) we'll get better. Um, All of those things are really symptoms of the root cause, which is your nervous system is dysregulated. And almost every high performer is going to have one of those things where they go, oh, I wonder if, I was able to learn how to regulate my nervous system and learn how to just have a little more calibration with it, play with it a little more, if that would remove the symptom. So it's the symptoms that tell us that there's a problem. Um, Otherwise, it's people live in patterns. So what are people saying about you? Are you, you know, high octane all the time? Do people say that you can't relax? Do people say that you are whatever the trait is getting some really good, honest feedback about the patterns that people witness in you is a really good indicator of where you might be unbalanced as far as from your nervous system perspective. That, that's interesting. And and to heavily echo that, uh, I was just laughing yesterday with a friend of mine who owns a, a thriving business in DFW. Uh, when I had started Compete in 2010-11, I had launched a business. My biggest startup consulting client had gone under. My parents had gotten a divorce and I was breaking up with a girlfriend and I got shingles my body was not handling the stress and I didn't know what it was. I I thought I just got staph infection from the gym because that's what happens when you're in old school, dirty CrossFit gyms as people get staph. And the doctor was like, uh, I don't think that's staph. And then she's like, tell me what's going on in life. And so like, I list all these things and she's like, you ever talk to anybody about that? You ever have an outlet for that? I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She's like, yeah, you're going to need that. Like your body, your physical body cannot handle some of the things mentally stress-wise going. And so in an extreme case like that is it, your body will show you those marks. And and even to your point, all of those other warning signs 
as well as what do your closest ones say? What do your closest peers, your trusted allies, your circle say about you, uh, which is so incredibly beneficial. Uh, and the reason I laugh and say that is because the the entrepreneur was going through that. She had had shingles before. Uh, she was like violently, she's like, I'd gotten like super beat down and sick and wasn't recovering. But then we noticed everything else going on, like work-wise and life-wise, like major stresses that she wasn't able to regulate some of that. And so to your yeah. point, like it was a big flashing sign, like there's something else going on. And so as for those listening, like everybody here is ambitious, like you're chasing big goals. And a lot of times that means we put a lot of things on our plate uh, and we mm -hmm. carry a ton. And then we stop paying attention to the internal signs or the signals that our bodies are telling us that, Hey, slow a little bit because we think we can't slow down. We think we have to run at this breakneck pace forever. And that's honestly not the case because we physically and mentally can't carry it. So I really enjoyed you kind of peeling back some of that in, in a way, a conversation that honestly we haven't had really here on the podcast before and, and really enjoyed. I have to, I have to bring this up because I'm a huge billions fan. And I know your bio on Instagram is will real life Wendy Rhodes. And so anybody that watches the show is like, Oh my gosh, that's it. And I actually know a few guys I've worked with in the past at companies who are like, that's like my dream job. Like I want to be a male Wendy Rhodes at my organization <laughs> because I know you do, you do business coaching and, and you talk about, you talk about it from the position, your website says, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a business coach, but really you are a business brain coach and you help with the mental performance game. Talk to me a little bit about the type of individuals you work with in that arena and how it ties to a lot of this stuff we talked about with the nervous system today and, and really their ability to be at their best, uh, not only in their career, but in life. Yeah, I mean, the high performers are my favorite to work with, uh, the, the axle rods of the world, um, because everything everybody else thinks that they're too tough to work with, but they're, they're open to science. They're, it's like working with athletes. They're goal oriented. They already have discipline in their DNA. They already have some level of coachability. You share with them the science and you share with them how they can be more in control of themselves, how you don't maybe need a therapist for the rest of your life if you actually were able to have more control over your primal mind, over your primal brain, and be able to maneuver through your life in ways that's going to optimize every part of it. That piece of it, they understand and they understand how it's going to get them from A to B without being, you know, we're not going to sit on a chair and everybody's going to cry. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and you might cry. I, I have made people cry, but <laughs> not always the goal, though. It's not always the goal. It's not about catharsis. It's about let's work within this range and really work with your brain to create new neural pathways. So you're you're firing and wiring um, a new set of skills that you can use to be more successful for a longer period of your life. So that context is so appealing to them that there isn't the pushback, even though some people think they're resistant, they're resistant to sitting and rehashing or malingering. They don't want that. They want to know, how can we make this different? How can I be the best that I can be without you trying to change me or make me feel bad about how I feel like I'm operating at my best? And that's what I love to do and, and, and the people that I love to work with. So those are always a good fit because it's very goal oriented. It's not, you know, years of work together. It's very focused on 
what kind of a breakthrough do you need? What kind of an outcome do you need? And I can help you get there on a very individual basis based on what's important to you and how you're already wired that is already working for you. We just want to make it better. And we don't want to help people just have you know, mindfulness and be relaxed. It's not about that. It's being able to go up when you need to go up, come down when you need to come down. And for the long term, increase your capacity, um, not just taking things out of your container, but really increasing the container of yourself. So the things that come in are so manageable that you really can focus on the things that are driving your passion. I love that. And that's, I think, a key piece is it's not about just being more mindful. There is something to that. It is helpful. But at the end of the day, the people you work with, they are type A's. They are driven. We have goals. We have outcomes. We're judged by a lot of those results. We don't always control the outcomes, but we control the process. And sometimes we want to control the outcome. And so we obsess over a lot of that stuff. But yeah. if it's a conversation about how do I improve how I show up in that process, and I'm not sitting around singing Kumbaya, having to cry, holding a pillow every session, but like we're talking goals and strategic objectives. And, and how do we look at that? It, it's no different than an athlete sitting down with a position coach saying, how do I improve doing this? And so that's what I appreciate about you because it's really a, a no nonsense approach to not only mental performance, but just becoming your best self. Um, and so that's why I was super excited to get you to, to come on the show this week. Uh, Tara, where is the best place for somebody listening to learn more about your coaching programs? And then where is the best place to follow you on social media and just connect and learn more about you? So braincoach.co is where you'll find uh, information about the coaching programs, either individual coaching or for your small team in business. Uh, LinkedIn or um, Instagram at Tara Shrink is a way to reach out to me as well. And um, I mean, aggressiveness is needed sometimes. So I, I, I think it's it's refreshing to know that it's a primal instinct that can be targeted and placed in a place that's really effective and beneficial without burning us out. And those kind of programs, um, people don't need a lot of time before they feel like they're moving on to the next goal. I love that. I love that. And that's, I think the point of uh, just a lot of it, like it's, there's a sense to aggressiveness and it's not a bad thing. It just has to be channeled properly as well as making sure doing it is not burning you out or getting you to a point where you break down and then suddenly you can't lead and you can't and help. And you can come out of it. You can come yeah. out of your, you know, lion fight into the cave of rest and digest and then start the next day from a neutral place. It's very, and it is that organic sense of people go through this work and they feel really alive because it is so attuned to how our brains are designed. The cave of rest and digest. I haven't heard that before, but absolutely love it. Tara, thank you for coming on the show this week. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.